Welcome to the Biblical Eldership Podcast. Dave Anderson here with my good friend, Ben Haley. Great to be here. Ben and I go way back. Ben was actually the best man in my wedding. Roommates in college. Yeah, I believe seven years. Roommates after college. Yeah. Married about the same time. Yeah. Our kids are about the same exact age. Yeah. We go way back. And we live in the same neighborhood. We live in the same neighborhood. Uh, I want to talk about just your ministry, what you're doing now, because you've got a long history of leading worship. Little background is in college, uh, I started preaching at this church, Calvary Baptist. Mm-hmm. You started leading worship about the yep. same time. Yep. So we have served together for many, many yeah. years. I mean, since, really, since college, 20 since college. plus years. Amazing. It's been such a gift. Yeah, it has been. Uh, but you've thought a lot about leading worship, and I thought it'd be good to have you on uh, just to help elders or just have a conversation about how how elders can better oversee the music ministry and uh, just get your thoughts on a number of things. So we're going to do a handful of podcasts and, uh, um, yeah, want to just get rolling here. Uh, first one is how about worship leading as shepherding? How do you... First of all, let's back up a little bit. What do you do now? What's your role? Yeah. How long have you been there? Well, so I am, uh, after we served <clears throat> at Calvary Baptist in our early 20s, which is hilarious. Which to is think hilarious. About. Yeah. I mean, what did we know? What were we doing? We still don't know anything. We still we don't. we really didn't know anything then. Yeah. But um, we were, so then we... Uh, then served together to, uh, at Littleton Bible Chapel. By the way, I love your sport <clears throat> coat. I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen you except on a wedding day. I, I only pull this out for podcasts. This is amazing. <clears throat> it's just my podcasting coat. <laughs> like some people have a smoking jacket. It's my, it's my podcasting <laughs> no, coat. That's great. Um, so probably 13 years ago or so, my wife and I went back to Calvary Baptist Church, where we've been years? ever since. I think it's been about 13 wow. years. Wow. And I was originally, um, I think they paid me, you know, something like 50 bucks a, a, a week to lead music. Yeah. And I had no designs at that point in my life that I would be, that I'd be an elder. Um, <clears throat> and it was, it was one of those things that the Lord started to gradually do in me, started to, uh, you know, sense both the internal call, the Lord maybe stirring some of this um, desire for pastoral ministry and the external call people around me from the church saying, Hey, have you ever thought about this? So it wasn't until I was in my early thirties that I ever thought that I'd be Hmm. in full-time ministry, loved the church, uh, loved serving in the church, but had never really seriously considered it. So fast forward now, um, I'm on, on staff full-time at the church as just associate pastor, pastor elder. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, we have a a lead pastor elder, and then we have a a group of nine other pastor elders, some self-supported, others Mm church-supported. So I'm a church-supported elder and um, preach maybe 25% of the time, do a lot of shepherding work with people in the church, discipleship, and then still oversee our our worship ministry. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my... My current role. Yeah, wonderful. Church. <clears throat> so I know we've talked a lot about this. And uh, yeah, I want to just get your thoughts on worship leading as shepherding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
start us off. How do you how do you think about this? Uh, how is worship leading shepherding? Yeah. Well, I mean, in our context, and, and I'm guessing most of the context of the people that are watching this or listening to this podcast. Let's say you have a service that's um, <clears throat> an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. maybe at most. Mm-hmm. In that hour, hour and a half, you have the Lord's Supper. You're going to do some announcements. Obviously, there's going to be teaching from, from the Word. And apart from uh, the, the preaching itself, a sermon that's maybe 35, 40 minutes, if you're really good, maybe 45 minutes, mm-hmm. really, really good preacher, um, the, the music takes up the largest chunk of, of time, <clears throat> generally speaking. So you have let's say four songs, five songs, some songs or some church services, maybe six songs. We're talking 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes maybe of congregational singing. And that I think is such a, <clears throat> I mean, I'm really coughing. You know what? Get some water. It's Good just grief. this, I, I'm just fighting this cold. Yeah, like a COVID. It, I, no, COVID it's return. COVID. Man. Just unbelievable. Yeah, I just got it. It's all the emphysema. It's the mucus. I got smoking get jacket. Yeah. After all, so in that in that church service, okay, you've got <clears throat> so much time. Uh, you, how would I say it? You you've only got so much time mm-hmm. to be caring for the congregation through singing, and I think it happens both horizontally and it happens vertically. So. Um, if we think about the vertical component of congregational singing, obviously this is God's people mm-hmm. in his presence, singing his praise. Mm-hmm. And we ought to be singing songs worthy of being sung, doctrinally rich right. songs. Right. There's a shepherding component to this. One of my favorite examples might be this. You have um, somebody who's dying, let's say, in your church. And... It, it, it is so often the case that as people are dying, it may not be a sermon point that they remember. It may not even necessarily be a scripture, although those bring so much hope to people in suffering. Mm-hmm. Many times what people do is they sing. Mm-hmm. They're remembering <clears throat> the hymns of the faith. Right. They're remembering this, this doctrine that was embedded in them during congregational singing throughout right. the years, right. and, and they draw on that deep well. Right. And music has a unique way to do that. So we're teaching doctrine. That's one, one way in which we, um, I think, are shepherding people through music. Right. There's this a, 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 a horizontal component, too. I mean, all of us... Just a quick thought yeah. on that. I, I, to your point on shepherding or just equipping people with good songs, isn't it amazing? People who have dementia, uh, they're on their deathbed, they yeah. can't remember the names of their kids, but they can sing all five verses of, yeah. you know, and can it be, yeah. or, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And that's, that's the, that's shepherding. It's equipping people with good songs. Yeah. Uh, and there's something about it, something about the power of music that, uh, shapes people, help ministers to people. Yeah. So that's a great point. Just on shepherding them, this is something, Lord willing, they'll that'll stick in their minds and brains yeah. and hearts forever. When you think about a church's a church's songbook, mm-hmm. like the <clears throat> the songs that they're singing over the years, um, 
early, early, early church, when when people didn't have the, the printed scriptures like we have now, um, the the music of the church is one of the ways that God used. He used music to preserve doctrine, even mm-hmm. in the early church. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you read Paul's letters, there are sections of Paul's right. letters where he breaks out in right. what was probably a song right, right. That, that they would have known. Yep, yep. So, of course, you know, later in church history, they had the creeds and, and that sort of thing. But music is, is like a doctrine preserver in yeah. a lot of ways. Right, right. No, that's good. So, sh- again, shepherding... And leading your people. I mean, we're going to get into curating songs, singing songs worth singing. So that's for a a later episode. Uh, But yeah, any other thoughts on how you view worship leading as shepherding? Well, let me let me go back a little bit to this horizontal component, because I do think it's something that maybe we don't think as much about. Um, Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell richly within you. Mm hmm. And the first thing that he says there that, that is sort of the, the outpouring of being filled with the Spirit and the Word of Christ is singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Right. Yes, these parallel passages in Ephesians and Colossians, but also singing to one another mm. in psalms, hymns, and spiritual right, songs. Right, right. And on a, a given Sunday morning, you have someone that comes into church, they may not feel like singing. They may be really suffering. Um, they may be going through you know, really difficult time. And, um, it's, it's the voices of the Hmm. other saints that oftentimes is what buoys someone's spirits. Great point. I need to hear, I need to hear you sing for me. Right. I can't sing that morning. Excellent. Love that. Yeah. The vertical and the horizontal. Let Mm -hmm. me ask you this. Um, in a lot of churches, they don't have, um, they don't have a full-time staff necessarily. Maybe there's someone part-time, but talk to me about the importance or maybe it's an ideal of having an elder oversee the worship ministry. I mean, how do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's a great question. I mean, I think, and I know this can't be in, in every church, especially smaller churches. You know, maybe there's not a, a large pool of um musical talent to draw from. Maybe you don't have an elder who's Mm -hmm. gifted musically or can sing or play. Right. Um, But I do think there's a lot of value, again, because because the church's songbook ought to be very rich doctrinally, Mm -hmm. it's important that you have um, sharp theologians Mm -hmm. that are helping to shape that. Right. And so, you know, in in maybe the most extreme bad example would be churches that so elevate musical skill that they'll just put anybody up there. Right. Man, if you can sing and you can play guitar and it sounds great, right. Then let's, let's, you should be our worship leader. (laughs) Right. Versus really thinking, well, wait a minute, Uh, apart from again, the, the preacher who has maybe 40 minutes to teach people God's word, the worship leader, the worship leaders have the most face time with the congregation out of anybody else. Right. And so, uh, in a in a maybe a, a an ideal scenario, it could be an elder that is leading worship, right? Leading in prayer in between songs. Um, there are so many good teaching moments in between songs, right? Right. You know, hey, church, here's why we sing this. Yes, it comes from this scripture. Yeah. 
this is why this is such a rich song for us. Be right. encouraged by these lyrics. Right. So a lot of that is is can be elder type work, shepherding and pastoring the congregation. Aside from that, let's say you just have a team of musicians. I think it's really incumbent on the elders to be pouring into those worship leaders. Right. Um, you know, I think about some of my other worship leaders that lead at, at our church on a Sunday that I'm not leading. Listen, I am not, a, I'm not going to be able to teach them how to play guitar any right. better. Right. I'm not a great vocalist. I'm not going to teach them sort of that musical skill set. And what I would say is, hey, if, if they need to grow, go to Guitar Center right, and get right, some lessons. You know, right. stop distracting the congregation with your right. poor voice. Um, but what I can do is pour into them from a discipleship. Right, theologically. Theologically. Yeah. What is our philosophy of ministry? Love it. Why do we do this? Um, and, and pulling them maybe away from the, I'm just someone who plays guitar, to no, I, I ought to be... I ought to be a, a theologian. Right. I ought to know why we sing what we sing in right. the church. Now, I think of that uh, Titus uh, 1, 9 or 10, uh, elders need to know sound doctrine and refute those who contradict it. There's a guardian aspect, a protecting aspect that elders have. And I think this comes with the, the musical canon that a church has. I mean, mm-hmm. the songs, your playlist, you, you, and again, we'll get into that. But I love that idea of working closely. If it's if you have staff, or in all likelihood, in most churches, it's probably just volunteers mm-hmm. who are leading. Probably or usually not elders necessarily who are leading. I think that could be maybe an ideal, but not always the case. Yeah, that elders sure. are gifted. Yeah. But I love the idea of working closely with the volunteers and pouring into them theologically. And maybe I mean, if you're listening to this and uh, you're not an elder. Uh, you're just on staff or you're a volunteer, I think, you know, have your elders listen to this and think, how can we work together better? I bet you anything, elders and volunteers or staff would, would want to work together more closely on uh, just the music ministry, the vision for it. But elders, you're responsible ultimately for, for overseeing and leading the music ministry, even if you're not actually doing it. So owning this, investing in this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, curating good leaders. Let me ask you this, Ben. What about books? Have you found any good books that you've been able to use? Maybe it's in relation to worship leading, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just theological books that mm-hmm. you've found helpful given to your team? Yeah, I mean, we so we do periodically have a, an internship for aspiring worship leaders. And it, it really is, it, it's anywhere from, and maybe this is another another topic we can dig more into about how to develop, but we do have some sort of standard books that we go to. Mm-hmm. We will change that, what we recommend, sometimes depending upon the skill level or the, the maturity of whoever, you know, if I have a aspiring worship leader who's a junior in high school, I may have a different set of material that I want to work through with them versus someone who's been maybe leading for years. But our one of our major go-tos would be Worship Matters by Bob Coughlin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like kind of the gold, standard. Gold standard. The gold standard, yeah. And um, so we always do that. Matt Boswell um, helped to edit a book uh, several years ago called, um, I think it's Theology and Doxology, or Doxology and Theology, mm. one of the two. Um, and that's sort of a compilation of, 
different chapters by various worship leaders. That's another great one. Um, he's a very trusted voice. Mm-hmm. So um, those those are two that come to mind that we've used before. Um, and then there is so much online. There's so much good material, blogs and, and things. So over the years, I've just sort of, I have a notepad on my phone that I hmm. just, if I read a great article nice. on yeah. singing or yeah. I'm just compiling that. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll work through some of those. One of the thought, just as you were talking, was back to this idea of the elders involvement in the worship leading. And I love the idea of, let's say you're deputizing gifted people at, you know, mm-hmm. facilitating songs and singing. I think if, if the elders are able to read a scripture or call to worship, Hey, congregation, let's, let's praise the Lord for this attribute or this aspect of God. I mean, integrating, uh, some of the elders into that, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And just overall working closely together. Um, again, if you're not actually doing it, which in my case, I'm not, I'm not actually leading worship in the sense of, you know, I don't have a guitar. Although you are a bit of a hymn writer. People nah, might not know this. I don't know. Not it's really. the type of thing that we'll discover long after he's dead. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but I love the idea of, of just the ownership and involvement. I think so often what happens is that in, in a lot of churches, it goes on autopilot. There's one person who's probably, uh, they, they like this ministry, they, they feel passionate about it, and the elders kind of, you know, for five, 10 years, okay, Bob, you just, you know, you take it and you run with it. Mm-hmm. There's never any communication. There's never any discussion about songs. The elder, if there is a bad song, the elders are kind of like, I don't know know how to do it because we don't really have a relationship with the leader. Mm -hmm. So I think one big thing is working closely together with volunteer staff, elders. Maybe it's a once a month. I mean, a really ambitious plan would be a once a week type Mm -hmm. meeting, but some kind of, we are going to discuss this, talk about this, because this is a huge aspect of, of our church life and what we do. We sing, we're a singing congregation. I don't have the quote, but John Stott said, Whenever Christian people gather together, it is impossible to stop them from singing. Yeah. This is not true in other religions. Mm-hmm. We are a singing people. You look at Revelation, they are singing. Uh, and so it matters that we sing. It matters what we sing. Yeah. And uh, this is an aspect of oversight that falls under the purview of, of the elders. Yeah. And it's not okay to just acquiesce and, and just... Um, deputize this to the point where you're not even involved in it. There should be yeah. oversight, involvement, and uh, leadership in this. Yeah, I love that. I, I mean, God's people have always been a, been a singing people. Always. I mean, the the Bible in so many ways, from beginning to end, is is singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that is such a mark of God's people. I think what happens in a lot of churches is the music ministry it does become siloed. Right. And you go, all right, we're going to invest all of our energy as pastor elders into preaching, which right. is a good thing, of right. course, the centrality of the word. And, and I do believe that the music ought to serve the preaching and not the other way around. Um, but you have the, the musicians sort of existing over here and they may be just, you know, we're picking songs because they're easy to sing or we're picking songs because it's on Caleb. And we think this would be great rather than the the pastor elders going, wait a minute, this is like, has got to be this symbiotic, the the music ought to serve the preaching and the response to the preaching 
in the songs we sing after the message during the Lord's how, Supper. How do you guys do that? How do you do you coordinate? Is it just kind of usually works out, mm-hmm. or, or do you? Is there any thought <clears throat> on hey, I'm preaching on lament? You know, let's sing "Be Still, My Soul" this Sunday. Yeah. I mean, do you have some of some of that going on, or is well, it- it, I think that's a that answer has got to be so contextualized because. If you're in a church, say, where you, you don't have an elder that's a part of the worship team, or you have maybe uh, younger, or less developed, there might need to be more of that. Hey, uh, let's, let's look at maybe the preacher that week is saying, I'm going to preach on this. Can we talk about some songs? Mm-hmm. I mean, the most extreme case would be, I know that there are pastors that literally just give the songs mm-hmm. to their worship leader and say, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. I think what maybe a better model is to work towards is is building that relationship of trust with whoever is planning mm-hmm, the music. Mm-hmm. So in our context, um, we don't we rarely talk about you know if if our if I have another uh, I'm leading worship, someone else, another elder is preaching. Very rarely do we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're going, what are you singing? Maybe the preacher sometimes will give me. A thought. Mm-hmm. Hey, we haven't done this song in a while. It'd be so good for my sermon. Mm-hmm. But if you are existing in a, a really gospel saturated, word centered church, um, how it works for us is generally the. I mean, the songs we've developed such a great body of of songs mm-hmm. um, that they're almost always going to yeah, work. Right? You know, right. they're going to be God glorifying. They're going to be gospel-centered. Um, there's going to be a mix of old, mix of hymns and, and new. Um, and so because there's such a relationship of trust, we don't tend to talk a ton about it. Right. Yeah. Us too. We, I mean, we've got a couple leaders who will ping me and say, hey, I'm leading in three weeks. You know, what's the passage? And we print our, our sermon series so they have some idea of mm-hmm. what passage is coming. But um, you know, if they want to pour some extra time into what scripture reading they're going to do that would complement or what songs. Um, and I think that's always great when that yeah. happens. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot more to discuss in the weeks to come. So uh, stay tuned. And we're going to talk about developing music leaders, uh, singing, having a good canon of songs in your church, and then some tips on building a culture of congregational singing in future episodes. Thanks, Ben. Great. Biblical Eldership Resources is committed to equipping church elders to help them be effective, godly leaders of the church. Please consider donating to the ministry so that we can continue to provide essential eldership resources for church elders around the world. To donate, go to biblicaleldership.com.